Hello and welcome to the SBK Betting Podcast, a Cheltenham Festival Day 1 special. On this podcast, we'll be talking about ground updates, any key entries and non-runners, main talking points and provide our naps and next bets. This mini-series will be running throughout the whole week of Cheltenham as well, so make sure you come back to see every single episode. Now, before we get started, if you haven't yet got an SBK account, get one right now for the Cheltenham Festival. You make an account, bet £10, get £10 in free bets, T's and C's apply. Perfect time to do that. Right, let's get into it. Tom Collins here in the hot seat, and as always... I'm joined by tipping hotshot and horse supremo, Ross Miller. Ross, Monday, 2pm right now at the time of filming. Cheltenham Festival starts tomorrow. On a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you? Kicking on to an 8 now. A Tom, I'm going to call you, not TC. There's only one TC, and that's Trevor <laughs> Clark, who's who's uh, been commenting on every YouTube video. I think he is SBK betting podcast number one fan. So you're, you're Tom this week. I'm going to try really hard to, to stick to that. Yeah, I'm kicking on to about an 8 now. Um I try really hard just to take it in and not just jump ahead and start looking at Thursday card and Friday card and and deciding what I'm going to be doing too early. I think there's an awful lot of clues to be had on the first day, as I'm sure we'll get into. Um, And I do try and pace myself. Now I'm getting a a little bit older and a bit, hopefully a bit wiser. Yeah, I'll be Tom from now on. TC, Trevor Clark, by the way, thank you very much for commenting on all of our podcasts. I'm glad you enjoy them and we appreciate the fact that you comment and like the pods as well. I'm also a solid 8 out of 10, I think, in regards to excitement coming up towards the Channel Festival. Maybe I'm a 9 out of 10 tomorrow morning when I wake up, you know, when we're on the first day. I think I only really get to a 10 out of 10 on Breeders' Cup, but we're close, we're close to it with the Channel Festival this year. I'm sure you're all super excited at home. Um, hopefully you've all got your bets lined up, but if not, worry not because we're going to be providing our best bets throughout this podcast. Now, let's start with the ground. We're used to seeing good to soft ground on day one of the Cheltenham Festival, so much so that it's almost become a given in recent years. People haven't really been asking what the ground's going to be because we just anticipate good to soft every single time. However, that's not the case this time around. The weather has been horrific for the last two weeks. Soft ground looks the the way of the land and maybe backing horses with deep ground form is the way to go. Would you agree with that one, Ross? I think that's the percentage call. You make a good point. It used to be quite a little uh, betting market, didn't there? And what would be the ground for the opening day of the of the festival? That's that's long gone. I think soft ground is the percentage call. I've been to enough Cheltenham's to know that it doesn't take a huge change in the wind direction and that sort of thing for, for patch of rain just to miss the race course. And it has only got to miss the course. It hasn't got to miss Cheltenham. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think soft ground, and I think it certainly adjusted slightly the way I was looking at playing a couple of races i think soft ground but don't just assume that it's going to be soft ground tuesday and and soft ground all week because what it will mean is they won't be able to water tuesday night because of the uh, sort of uncertain forecast so it could be that wednesday gets a little bit quicker but i think there is a fair certainty that uh, rain for thursday Yes, exactly that. I was going to mention this point after that uh, Wednesday could be the quickest of the four days. Thursday, there's anticipated rain, lots of showers, and that could open the ground up for Friday in the Gold Cup. But let's get involved with the Tuesday action first. We can get to the Friday action on Thursday when we film this podcast. The featured event on Tuesday is the Champion Hurdle at 3.30pm. But Ross and I aren't going to preview that. Ross didn't know this, but we're not going to preview it because it's just a one-horse race. Everyone that's watched the Cheltenham Festival Antipost podcast will know that we're both massively in favour of Constitution Hill, who is currently available at 4 to 11 with SBK. State man's 10 to 3 or 130 if you prefer. And it's 14 to 1 bar with Boban, etc., uh, making up the field. 
as I say, we're both with Constitution Hill. It would arguably waste time if we give our reasons because they've been plauded around all of these preview podcasts uh, throughout the last couple of weeks and indeed months. So we'll go on to, to bitter, bigger and better information here with Cheltenham. Um, but first, I want to pose you a question, Ross. If you had to guess the winning margin for Constitution Hill, what would you say? Are we talking furlongs or lengths, TC? Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, th- I mean, Stateman's a good horse, so let's not dull down on him too much. But it would be no surprise to me if he won by 10 lengths or more. Yeah, that's interesting because no horse has ever got within 12 lengths of Constitution Hill. And I know the occasional punter right now is putting up Stateman to beat him. I mean, I can't see it. I would go for five lengths. I fully respect Stateman. I think he's a very good horse. Maybe he pushes Constitution Hill closer than he's ever been pushed before. But to get within five lengths, it will take a monster achievement and performance. There's also some fantastic races on the undercard, including the grade one mayor's hurdle. I think that's arguably the the best betting heat on day one, albeit we have the handicap chase as well, the Ultima early on the card and the Boodles, where you've got a bigger price favourite. But the mayor's hurdle include Marie's Rock. We've also got the Supreme with Fasal Vega in the lineup, as well as Marine Nacional. And we've got the Arkle, a matchup between John Bon and El Fabiolo. Were there any key uh, points you want to make in regards to entries? I know Marie's Rock, some people wanted her in the stay as much like yourself, or even just matchups you're looking forward to on day one of the Channel Festival. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I was really keen on, on Epitante for the, for the mayor's hurdle. I'm not as worried as some about the ground. I, I, you know, I think she's proven before that she she can handle soft ground, albeit she might be better on, on better ground. I think if it is proper soft ground, you have to bring Love Envoy into the, into discussion a bit more. But I think Marie's Rock probably has slightly torpedoed my uh, anti-post position on on Epitamp for that race, which is a shame. But it does make it just a a, a, a better race. Um, in terms of matchups, I was I was watching again actually with my son this morning. He's off off school with a bit of a sore a bit of a sore throat. I'm not sure if he's getting plenty of practice in for missing Cheltenham in later years. But Cheltenham um, fever. <laughs> Cheltenham fever. That's what he's off with. Um, we we were watching uh, a few races this morning and watching John Bon and Al Fabiola and the, and the form lines that tie into them. And it's not a race I'm I'm going to bet. And I've, I've got an anti post position on Dysart Dynamo, which I've not fully given up on. Um, as I've discussed before. Um, and I, I think there is a danger that as a pundit, as a tipster, you are a, made to feel obliged to have an opinion on everything. You've got to be in one camp or, or the other. I think it's going to be a brilliant race. I think John Bon is the, is the better jumper. You have to respect what our Fabio did last time. My instinct tells me that the best jumper wins the Arkle, and I think that's John Bond. I mean, if you watch our Fabio in the Irish Arkle, he he was less than fluent at a good couple down the back straight, and around Cheltenham, that sort of mistake could be exaggerated. But it's not a race I'm going to go jumping into. I'm just going to enjoy watching it. My instinct says John Bond, but I wouldn't be at all surprised to see our Fabiolo uh, get revenge from entry last year. So. Those are the matchups. And then just something else I thought was perhaps a bit interesting is we've, we've spoken a fair bit this winter about the form or lack thereof for, for Henry de Bromhead. Um, and this weekend, it, it appears to have turned his last 16 runners. Only six have failed to meet uh, to hit the placings. One of those was brought down and one of those was a, was a faller. Um, and the horse that was brought down was actually not, not out of it at the time. And three from uh, six run, uh, winners this weekend suggests that he might just be coming into form at just the right time of the the season so I thought that was was worth mentioning conversely 
Venetia Williams uh, is is now 16 uh, days without a winner, 21 runners. She's got a couple of horses that are quite well fancied at Taunton today. Um, you'd like to see her get on the board if you've got something in, in her camp that you're looking forward to backing this week. Yeah, a couple of interesting stats there. Positives for Honeysuckle backers in the Mayor's Hurdle. Negatives, perhaps, much like myself, for Fanny on Destraval in the Ultima. A huge price. I think he can outrun his odds at around 40 to 1 right now with SBK. But that's just hearsay. We're, we're here for the naps and next best. That's what people have tuned in for. Look, if you want to know all of our tips for all the races on Tuesday and throughout the whole Channel Festival, go visit our YouTube or Spotify. I presume you're watching this on one of them anyway. Um, and you can see our Cheltenham full preview, two hours long, provides a tip for the majority of the races. Um, if you don't want to watch that, maybe you want to uh, save some time, you can check out both of our Twitter handles, where we'll put up all our thoughts and some tips as well. Or go to betting.getsbk.com, where you can read my daily race-by-race tipping piece. Ross, nap and next best, please provide it. So so the the, the nap, get ready for the, the Tom Collins scout. The, na- the nap is Gaillard de Mayneil. Um, I- I think Tuesday's a day that's, that's full of sort of tricky contests. It's not going to be a day where I, I, I go in um, in a big way. Uh, I'm probably not going to back Guy Demille at, at this price. I backed him anti-post, but I think he is the most likely certain winner of the of the day. And then my next best, given that I'm concerned about Marie's Rock for Epiton, uh, fast or slow in the Ultima, I've backed two in that. I've backed Monbeg Genius and fast or slow. I just think fast or slow sneaks in with a a nice profile here and and it was made aware to me yesterday actually um on a piece of content i did that he only gets into this race because he ran in a three-year-old chaser or toy um that's the sort of thing that martin brazil would have been well aware of he's running two graded chases over two miles now steps up to three mile two he was full of stamina in last year's coral coral cup where he was a, a very narrow second i think he'll suit the course I think this smells a bit of a plot job. I know the Irish don't have a great record in this race, but I think uh, he might just change that tomorrow. Guy Domenil's even money for the National Hunt Chase at 5.30. What price are we looking at for fast or slow right now, Ross? I've seen these around about 10, 10, 12 to 1, something like that when I last looked, but that was this morning. And with with declarations for for Wednesday happening and things, the markets tend to pick up. So so don't quote me on that uh, verbatim. Yeah, still a double-figure price right now. I was sure he was at least 10 to 1 in the in the Ultima. So, yeah, and a couple of nice selections. I mean, I'm not with you with Gaia de Manil. Uh, that race ties in with my next best, which I'll get to shortly. But we'll start with my nap, which is John Bond in the Arkle at 2.10. In fact, I think he's the nap of my festival, which is uh, quite scary because it's race two on day one. Um, you know, so we're going in early and hard. But uh, hopefully John Bond gets the job done. I've been really impressed with all three chase starts this year. Last time out, I know people were doubtful about how well John Bond ran, but I think it was just overestimated uh, the fact that he didn't win by as far as many people anticipated. Warwick caught him out slightly. Great ride on Calico from Harry Skelton. And John Bond still managed to overcome adversity by winning that race and a shade comfortably as well at the line. Prior to that, he was super impressive in a couple of novice chases. Last season over hurdles, he beat El Fabiolo with no excuses for the runner-up at Aintree, a track that would have suited him more than John Bond. I think he confirms that form in the 210, the Arkle, on Tuesday. The next best, National Hunt Chase, Mr. Coffee for me at 10 to 1 currently with SBK. Hopefully we get the winner, one of us, either Guy de Manil or Mr. Coffee. I'd be quite surprised if we didn't, to be fair. They look like the two leading players in the race. I agree that Guy de Manil has the class. He deserves to be favourite. I just think even money's a touch too short for a horse that struggles to get his head in front. And also, when he ran in the Irish Grand National, uh, I wasn't convinced he stayed that three mile five final trip overly well. 
and it's three miles six on Tuesday. He could be 10 lengths clear going up the hill and it won't matter, but I'll take my chance on Mr. Coffee at a bigger price. who has been laid out for this race. He ran fantastic when second in the Kim Muir last year, especially given how badly he was hampered early on. And Derek O'Connor has got that familiarity now with Mr. Coffee. He rode him last time at Utoxter when the buttons just weren't fully pressed on this horse. He's been aimed at the National Hunt Chase. I've got 25 to one. I'm sure, I think you did as well, right, Ross? Yeah, it was it was one on the preview podcast where I think all it was coffees all round. All three of us were were pretty keen on Mr. Coffee at a decent uh, decent price. Yeah, decent price. Obviously, it's not twenty fives now. He's tens, but I still think that's good value. In my opinion, he should be around six, seven to one, second favorite. And you know, even if he goes off at of that price, I wouldn't be surprised. Fingers crossed, we we both get off to a great start, Ross. I hope you guys at home also get off to a fantastic start at Cheltenham Festival. And if you don't. Three, worry, uh, three days left, so don't worry. You know you can e- easily pick it up in the remaining days. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please whack a like on it. Subscribe if you haven't already to SBK's YouTube channel or Spotify. We'll be back, as I say, every day this week with a 10-minute podcast recapping the previous day's action, previewing the next day's action with naps and next best and main talking points. Until we see you next time, which I hope will be tomorrow, be lucky.